The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is sponsored by MyBookie.ag. Log into MyBookie now and get yourself a 50% deposit bonus up to $3,000 simply by using the promo code SGP50. With MyBookie.ag, it couldn't be more simple. You play, you win, you get paid. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also sponsored by Oddshark. Head over to Oddshark now to get free picks from the supercomputer and expert writing staff. You'll also find the latest odds for every big game and fight from all the major online sportsbooks and casinos and betting stats and trends you won't find anywhere else. So head over to www.oddshark.com and give them a follow on Twitter at Oddshark. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also brought to you by Profit. Tired of having no true hedging option? Well, enter Profit, the only marketplace designed for users to buy and sell previously placed sports bets. Profit lets you sell a percentage of your bet, guaranteeing immediate profit while keeping skin in the game on your original bet. So sign up today for early access at betprofit.co. That's at betprofit.co. This is the EPL show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. This week's EPL program is definitely headlined by Liverpool's trip to Arsenal. We will get there shortly. There are actually three games on TV on Saturday, so a big day here in England. Um, obviously, over in the States, every game is, is shown as a possibility to see every game because the ESPN coverage is completely different, so you guys are lucky with that. You don't have the 3pm um, blackout, which is something that we suffer from here in England where... You're not allowed to show any games at 3 p.m. because it reflects, sorry, uh, takes away from the attendances of the uh, other games in the lower leagues. So, um, yeah, definitely a big day on Saturday, as I said, headlined by Arsenal versus Liverpool, starting out with Bournemouth versus Manchester United, which we'll start with. Uh, Man United are even monies to win this game. Uh, that's been backed in quite a lot because it was around about six to five when it came out. So don't know who's betting this. Uh, Bournemouth 13 to five and the draw is 13 to five. Bournemouth are sixth in the table. Man United are hovering uh, just about inside the top half after beating Everton at home last week, 2-1. We did say they would win that game, but we also said both teams to score would be the factor. Um, Despite not landing the lock last week, and ending that lock run because Arsenal squandered a uh, 2-1 lead against Crystal Palace late on and conceded two penalties. So they did everything to uh, end our lock run last week and end their own run of 12 wins in a row. Um, we did end up going 7-3 and three last week on the podcast. So it was a decent week overall. Man United, both teams to score landed. Man United also won the game, as we said that they would. They usually do against Everton. But I'm going to stick with the both teams to score trend. There's nobody in this Man United back four that's good enough to be there and that will protect David De Gea, who there are rumours now circulating about who will leave 
uh, next season although I'm not sure where he's going to go because Real Madrid have just signed Courtois so if Man United are to get Courtois in any deal with Real Madrid that would certainly be a decent deal for Man United um, I can't see him going to Barcelona because they have Ter Stegen and then everywhere else in Europe is a mystery to me. I imagine that only Paris Saint-Germain would be able to afford him other than that. And I'm not sure David De Gea would want to go to Spain. So it'll be interesting to see how that develops. But yeah, looking at this back four, uh, Ashley Young, Luke Shaw, uh, Luke Shaw, I guess is good enough to be there. He, he's a decent left back, but the center back pairings, be it Lindelof or Smalling or Smalling and Bailly or Bailly and Lindelof, uh, or even throw Jones into the mix in any combination of the four, none of them are good enough to be at Manchester United, which is why they are conceding goals, despite the fact that Mourinho has been a, a massive defensive organiser throughout his entire career. He Even he can't organise this defence this season. Uh, the clean sheets have been a complete rarity. If you have United defenders in your fantasy team, it might be time to cut loose. And that includes even Luke Shaw certainly includes De Gea who's just be eating up massive funds from your team because the clean sheets aren't coming. Bournemouth are very likely to score in this game. And that's why I'm going for both teams to score. Not confident in picking a winner here. I'd lean Man U, but I don't think there should be as much betting on this as to move a price from six to five to evens. Cardiff versus Leicester is next. Cardiff is five to two, 11 to five, the draw and, Six to four Leicester. I blindly bet against Cardiff anyway. Um, they did get their first win of the season at home against Fulham, but Fulham are just leaking goals all over the place. I, I don't think that their manager is going to last much longer if he doesn't manage to sort out this defence, but we cover Fulham right at the end on Monday. Leicester are the better team here, plus they have the factor of playing for their chairman who passed away in a helicopter crash last last Saturday, um, which was a massively tragic event, which everybody knows about. I think Leicester will, will come out here and play out of their skins for that guy. Uh, there's a lot of good tributes for him. I think all the players liked him, and uh, I can see Leicester going to Cardiff anyway and winning simply simply because they're the better team. But they obviously may be extra motivated to play for their their chairman who died last Saturday, as I said. So definitely going with Leicester here at the six to four price. Everton versus Brighton next. Everton eight to thirteen, fourteen to five. The draw and ninety two on Brighton uh, as I mentioned previously Arsenal always beat bad teams at home well Everton are sort of falling into that trend there are obviously a lot less teams that are worse than Everton Arsenal should beat quite comfortably 14 teams in this league uh, the teams all outside themselves in the top six whereas Everton are finding a way to win against the bottom half teams at Goodison and that's keeping Everton in the top half of the table. I think that continues with Brighton, although I don't think Brighton are involved in a relegation scrap necessarily. Um, they certainly are a bottom six team and Everton should beat them at home. Newcastle versus Watford is next. Now get this price. Newcastle are six to four to win this game. Uh, the draw is 23 to 10 and Watford are a two to one underdog to win this game, which is ridiculous. Giving Watford start to the season 
they're sitting in the top half of the table comfortably. I'm just going to check. I think they're actually in seventh, but I'm just going to double check that for you guys. Yeah, Watford are sitting in seventh. One, six, drawn one, lost three. Sitting now 19 points above Manchester United in the table. Yet Newcastle, who have yet to pick up a win, have been given favouritism in this game. I think 100% you bet the double chance here on Watford at one to two. But as a dog as well, Watford jump off the page. Um, There's no point even holding you to any suspense as to what my underdog's going to be this week. Uh, Watford, jump, jump, jump off the page as a two-to-one underdog at Newcastle. Don't get it. Don't understand it. Don't understand how they got here. West Ham versus Burnley is next. West Ham's three to four. The draw is five to two. And Burnley are 19 to five. Uh, West Ham are notoriously bad at home in low-key games. Uh, they're coming off a defeat as well in a big game uh, in, in midweek in the um, the last 16 of the Carabao Cup where they were eliminated by um, Tottenham who had a lot of players rested. So West Ham would be particularly disappointed by that. Um, you'd expect this to be a bounce-back game, but I just have a feeling that Burnley have sorted themselves out and could go and get something at West Ham. Uh, you also have the Joe Hart factor as well. I can see him playing out of his skin um, to play against the team that let him go as well. Um, Burnley originally will probably come here and sit back and try and hit West Ham on a break and um, obviously last season as well Burnley went and won here quite convincingly against West Ham so I am tempted by Burnley on the double chance but as the under two and a half goals is the underdog price under two and a half goals is evens over two and a half goals is eight to eleven I'm going to go with that based solely on the fact that I think we could get a goalless first half here, which would certainly lend to the under two and a half goals, uh, whilst West Ham are trying to break down Burnley. The main game is next, 5.30, Arsenal versus top of the table, Liverpool, Arsenal 5-2, to 13-5 to draw, and even money, Liverpool. <clears throat> now, I understand Liverpool are top of the league, I do get that, but to be this much of a heavy favourite against Arsenal, a team that are also in the top four, a team that won 12 games in a row until they were held against Palace last week, doesn't make any sense. Arsenal are a massive live dog in this game. Um, They can easily beat Liverpool at the Emirates. In addition to that, Liverpool have got Champions League football on the... on Tuesday or Wednesday and obviously that is the group of death where you must win every one of your remaining games in order to um, in order to qualify well in Liverpool's case I think they need to possibly pick up seven points out of nine in order to get through and um, and yeah it's one eye on something else but obviously the Premier League is their main focus so I don't think that's going to be a major factor I think the major factor is just going to be Liverpool's general record at the Emirates or against Arsenal isn't good and uh, Arsenal's coming as an underdog and for Arsenal to be 8-11 to 11 on the double chance which means they are 8-11 to 11 to avoid a defeat here it's just crazy I mean that's just an automatic bet for me to bet against Liverpool to win this game so anything that entails Liverpool not winning on that double chance will give you a, a winning payout and uh, that's definitely the way I'm going to bet this it's a good opportunity here to um bet against a very overrated Liverpool because I, I just 
I'll believe it when I see it. If they go to Arsenal and win, yeah, they went and won earlier on in the season at Tottenham, but Arsenal have a stronger home field because Wembley isn't even really Tottenham's ground. So, um, so yeah, I'm going to go for Arsenal double chance here. Wolves versus Tottenham, 23-10 Wolves, 12-5 the draw, 23-20 on Tottenham, so basically 6-5. Are Tottenham getting right? Are Wolves in free-for-all? They've lost the last two. Um, Tottenham coming off the back, a disappointing uh, defeat against Man City at Wembley, but a bounce back against West Ham. Generally, Tottenham's league form has been okay. Um, They are beating lower lower half teams away. Uh, I don't know where Wolves sit in that conversation. Um, I also know that Tottenham have a higher win percentage away than they do at home. So everything here points to Tottenham statistically. So I, as I can't find anything else, and also we have the factor of Tottenham having um, players returning off a rest who didn't play um, in that Carabao Cup game, I think it's a strong play to, to go for Tottenham here to win the 7.45. Saturday night kickoff. Um, don't understand why we're getting that game at 7.45 on Saturday. It's never been a Premier League time or anything, but uh, it's happening on Saturday. Uh, Tottenham at Wolves at 7.45, and I'm going to go for Spurs. Three games left on the slate. On Sunday, Man City play against Southampton Man City the usual sort of price here 1 to 9 1 to 10 um, Southampton as big as 20 to 1 8 to 1 to draw um, I'm going to go Man City to nil here at minus 150 so 4 to 6 don't see how Southampton get near the City goal they haven't scored now for the last two games but obviously we had a period this year where Real Madrid didn't score for four games so it's not too much to build into that I think this isn't going to be the game where they break that run. I think they could honestly go to you know four and a half hours of football here without scoring. So three games. Um, can't see them creating much against Man City. Mark Hughes will be desperate to do something against his old team, but Man City just way too good here. Should win this game comfortably by, by two, three, maybe even four goals. The Sunday game is Crystal Palace going to Chelsea. Chelsea one to four, five to one to draw and ten to one Palace. Um, it's difficult to see Palace getting anything here after um, getting a good result at home to Arsenal last week. Um, Chelsea should have Eden Hazard back. Chelsea did get through to the uh, quarterfinals of the Carabao Cup in, in midweek. They looked good at Burnley last week. Uh, smashed them by 4-0. And, um, and yeah, I think the Chelsea continue to win here. And I can also see them like City winning with a clean sheet. Although with Chelsea, you're getting six to five odds. So um, I really do like that one. The last game to cover is Huddersfield versus Fulham. Huddersfield are six to five, 23 to 10 draw, 23 to 10 on Fulham. Uh, I like Fulham like I like Arsenal and like I like um Watford as an underdog they are a better team than Huddersfield but you just can't back them as the bet because their defence is so bad this manager's trying to play championship football the football that got them up and he's not making any concessions at all for the fact that there are Premier League teams that will rip you apart although I don't consider Huddersfield to be a Premier League team uh, I didn't concede I didn't consider Cardiff to be one either and they still beat this uh, Fulham team 4-2 so 
I cannot be backing Fulham at the moment. I cannot be backing a Fulham team that lost on the road to Cardiff and I cannot be backing a Fulham team that conceding on average three goals a game. So this team are pretty much unbackable at the moment until you see something where they're sort of getting their shit together. They realise that they're a Premier League team and um, they need to put some emphasis on their defence. But this lends very, very, very nicely into the both teams to score category. Um, Huddersfield will score simply because Fulham are poor at the back and Fulham will score because everybody seemingly scores against Huddersfield. So having this bet available to you at four to five is a steal. And uh, I would get onto that. It actually has lock potential for me because I cannot see either of these teams managing to get through this game uh, without conceding a goal. So moving on to the final part of the show, it's the lock dog parlay lock run ended last week we're now sitting at eight and two it's 80 percent, which is still obviously very very good starts ryan kramer on the nfl show um how what it how, how hard it is to hit 80 percent accuracy with your locks um it's a tough one this week because there isn't anything that i love that stands out as a genuine lock but i am going to go for Everton to beat Brighton at home on Saturday. I think this is a decent trend. I know Everton didn't beat Huddersfield at home. That was a very disappointing result, but generally they are beating teams that are lower than them in the league and are lower than them in, in, in talent. Um, Coming into the season, I think we all knew the top six, but I think we also all had Everton uh, and possibly Leicester West Ham and Wolves just tucked in behind in terms of what would make up for the top half of the table. And uh, yeah, I certainly think Everton are way better than Brighton in terms of talent. And I think the um, expectations at Everton are a lot more than what Brighton's are, who are simply trying to survive in this league. Whereas I think Everton finishing seventh is definitely what the expectation is for them this season. I think they're expected to be just outside of that top six, which I think the Everton fans will see as a good enough first season for Marco Silva, but they will have to win their home games. And this is one of them against Brighton. And I expect them to do that on Saturday. Moving on to the parlay. It's a bit of a complicated one this week. It's not a case of straight up selections of three teams to win or anything like that. It does involve three different types of bets. The simplest one is Chelsea. That's 90 minutes outright. Uh, Manchester City, minus one. So they have to win that game by two goals or more. And I alluded to it earlier. You have to take this. Watford, all the draw on the double chance, which is at one to two. Uh, the total bet ends up paying out uh, $244 off a $100 stake. Uh, really like that one. May put that in as an official pick for lock betting members. Of course, as always, the lock on this show counts towards the PL over at lockbetting.com. Make sure you guys check out lockbetting.com if you would like to get the European show. And uh, obviously, there are options to upgrade onto betting packages. Everything is tracked on a PL. It involves all sports uh, UFC, WWE, soccer, tennis. 
and boxing, which we are now sitting at nine and one for for our picks after absolutely smashing the big fight last week, taking Daniel Jacobs on points and the fight to go over the total of 11 and a half rounds, which is basically points. So winning both of those bets, nine and one boxing record. So you can get all of that at lockbetting.com. Actually, I am going to reiterate what my underdog is. I didn't actually mention my dog there because I made it clear during the show, but just to, just in case you didn't pick up on that, my underdog is Watford, uh, Watford at Newcastle. Obviously that appears in your parlay as well, but that is under a double chance pick. So let me just reiterate those. The lock is Everton. The parlay is Watford double chance, Chelsea outright, Manchester City minus one. And the underdog is Watford for your fantasy picks this week. Load up on the Chelsea and Man City players and you'll easily be able to see the ones that will play this week because they will be the ones that probably didn't play in the Carabao Cup. I expect Hazard to return. Aguero will feature. They're definitely two picks to have. Uh, Laporte in the defence at Man City. Benjamin Mendy. These are all players that you should have. David Luiz for Chelsea. Uh, if you're wild carding, these are definitely your selections. If you've got some transfers, try and get in these players if you can. The points are there to be made on Sunday, not so much on Saturday. So don't worry if you've got a low total on Saturday. It means that you have the right players on Sunday. That's the end of the EPL show. And as I said, once again, if you want the European show, sign up at lockbetting.com. The next time you'll hear from me on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network will be the Champions League show this week. So stay tuned for that. That will be available on Monday. That's it for me. Thanks for listening. And as always, good luck with your bets. 